So the theme of this morning's meditation and Dhamma discussion is compassion and emptiness, pointing to how compassion is the natural arising of the empty, radiant mind that Guy spoke about yesterday. I'm sure we're all familiar with this quality of compassion, traditionally described as the trembling or the quivering of the heart in response to suffering. It's a very responsive, tender kind of space. And as you look more closely in your own experience at this quality, I think you'll begin to see how important and even necessary emptiness is for compassion to truly manifest, truly be uh, a power in the world. Compassion is one of the four Brahma-viharas. The others are loving-kindness, joy, and equanimity. And and compassion, like the other Brahma-viharas, has a traditional practice that we often teach here at Spirit Rock where there's a a phrase or a set of phrases that one repeats um, in a consistent way to keep coming back to evoking this quality of compassion and purifying whatever might be an obstacle to that expression. So for compassion, the traditional phrase is something like, <clears throat> may you or may I be free of suffering. But we often uh, practice with phrases such as, you know, I care about your suffering, or may you open to your suffering with compassion. Some, just something that evokes this quality of compassion. I didn't want to lead a meditation on that this morning. It seemed a little too different to what we'd been doing here. So rather I thought to do more of a a reflection or an inquiry into this um, quality, this heart response of compassion, particularly noticing what allows it to arise and what might cause it to contract, diminish, or not be available. So that's going to be the, the theme of the meditation this morning. It's said that the, each of the Brahma-viharas is what's called a near and a far enemy. Near enemy is something that looks like the Brahma-vihara, but is some kind of distortion of it. And the far enemy is its, its, is its opposite. So for compassion, the near enemy is pity, is that sense of caring, but it's instead of with you. Compassion means to feel with. There's a separation, oh, poor you, or those poor people. So there's that sense of separation. And the far enemy is cruelty, actually wishing ill to someone or to others. But I actually think, even though we may experience those, what I think we more commonly experience as the near enemy is wanting to fix the suffering so we don't have to experience it. Wanting to fix the situation so we don't have to experience the suffering. Just a a dis-ease, an unwillingness to actually fully open. So it's like, oh, what can I do to make this right? Get, get rid of this. So pointing that out so you might notice if that response arises. And the far enemy to me is more of a, just that shutting down, turning away. I can't open to this. This is too much. Push this away. Don't even acknowledge this. So just to see if there's some things that you might recognize in your own experience. And so what I want to encourage you to explore as we go through this guided meditation are 
what are the qualities of mind and heart and body that allow you to open to compassion, feel compassion? What does that actually feel like? What does compassion feel like? And then what happens when the mind or heart shuts down in any way through some of these enemies of pity or pushing away or wanting to fix? Whatever it is, whatever is creates the inability just to be with the suffering. Because that's the strength and the power of compassion. It opens to the suffering. It feels with, but it's not disturbed by. It's able to stay open and responsive. So we want to just inquire for ourselves, what is the state of mind and heart and body that allows us to bring that fullness of presence to suffering? And really be attuned there. What happens? The slightest moving away, closing down. What does that feel like? What's happening there? What are the thoughts, the responses? And then what enables you to come back into some balance and open again to the suffering? This is an inquiry of really feeling into what happens around this quality of compassion. So just beginning the meditation or continuing your meditation, settling into the felt sense of the body. With all of these Brahma-viharas, really helpful that we stay connected to the body, that they're not just thoughts about ourselves or about others, but they're really coming from this full body experience, present moment experience. So knowing the body just as it is. Checking in with your posture, your alignment of spine. But also allowing the body to relax and soften. However you tend to do that, it's really helpful to know how it is that you settle into meditation. How you invite that relaxation Is it through the breath? Is it consciously relaxing places of tension or holding? Is it inviting a sense of calm, saying not now to the thoughts and distractions? Allowing the breath to be whatever way helps you be most present. Inviting the breath to be pleasant. Using the breath to balance the energy of the moment. If you're a little tired or sleepy, some deeper breaths might be helpful. If the mind is very quiet, subtle, the breath can be the same. If you find there's tension or tightness in your shoulders or chest, breathing into those areas 
to help soften and relax. Using the breath skillfully to bring calm and tranquility into the body and mind. Noticing the quality or the texture of the mind. Is the mind open, relaxed, alert? Or you're holding on to something, pushing something away, obsessed with something. If you can just come back to this sense of ease and balance in the present moment. Whatever thoughts or plans, worries are there. Recognizing them, naming them if that's helpful. But giving preference to the sense of calm, peace. Saying not now to the thoughts of past and future.
in a reflective meditation, we deliberately bring up a theme or a situation or a person and allow it to seed our meditation. But the practice is not to tell stories about this thing, but actually to be fully present for whatever arises out of the meditation. So some thoughts may come, memories or images. Don't get lost in those. Keep coming back to being present and noticing these responses that I spoke about earlier. Noticing if compassion or openness, tenderness is there. Or whatever ways we might shut down, distract, push away from the suffering that we're opening to. There's no right or wrong in these meditations. It's just an exploration of the conditioned way the heart and mind responds, and seeing if we can bring some wisdom, some openness to these situations, actually cultivate this quality of compassion through our willingness to stay steady and connected to the suffering. I want you to bring to mind someone you know, you care about, who is suffering. Could be through illness, through some loss or grief, some physical challenge they're having, some work or family situation. You don't necessarily have to bring up the person who's in the most suffering. It's amazing to see how even some relatively small difficulty can really cause suffering and we can respond with compassion. Just someone you care about who's going through some difficulty. And then the challenge is to let them in and let their situation in. In this meditation we're focusing particularly on the suffering aspect. Notice the heart's response. Notice what is there as you open to this person you care about and their suffering. Without getting lost in story, see if you can just stay present for the ebb and flow of your connection to this person, their situation, and your heart's response. Compassion may just naturally flow quite easily. Feel what that's like. Notice what the texture of the mind and heart are like when the compassion is present. What's a physical manifestation of compassion feel like? And then notice as you stay with it, what happens? Do you get distracted or diminish it in some way? Try to solve the problem. Feel a little burnt out. Just stay with this person and their situation and the responsiveness or the qualities of the heart and mind that are present for the next few moments.
keep coming back to the person and your relationship response to them. Letting the memories or thoughts be there to support the connection, but not going off on those trains of association. So it's a practice just to stay somewhat steady. We might need to refresh the meditation every few minutes, again connecting with this person, saying their name, just feeling into their situation, feeling into their suffering. Notice if any judging comes in. They're suffering too much or not enough. Or if they responded differently or did something different, they wouldn't suffer in this way. Just noticing what the mind does and seeing if you can come back just to a sense of openness and connection with this person and their situation and their suffering. you find yourself losing touch with the compassion, getting overwhelmed in some way, what is it that helps you come back into balance and then back into connection to the compassion? Really knowing that for yourself. 
the skillful means, the tools you have to let the mind soften again, balance again, more equanimity, and then the ability to open again to the compassion. Now letting go of your connection to this person and opening to compassion for yourself. Again, as a meditation, it's taking up an aspect of your experience, of your life, that's difficult for you. It doesn't have to be the most difficult thing. Perhaps something more recent, some challenge, some difficulty in the mind, in the body, physical health, some relationship, challenge, work difficulty, family. Again, just turning to you towards yourself with this sense of tenderness. Seeing what happens as you bring this situation, this experience to mind. Can there be an openness, an acceptance, a responsiveness of compassion? And what are the ways you resist? Opening to it, resist the situation, try to fix it, to judge yourself, just tracking and noticing the movements in and out of compassion. What physically does it feel like to have compassion for yourself? How does it change how you hold the situation if there's compassion? Again, not getting lost in story. Seeing if you can just stay present. Use the mindfulness, use your breath. Just hold yourself with compassion, with care. 
now seeing if you can turn this open heart of compassion towards some situation in the world rather than just a generalized sense of the suffering, though you can do that if that works better for you. You can perhaps think of some place in the world, some peoples, some beings who are in states of suffering, all of the people who are living in war zones, fear and terror, places like Afghanistan where whole generations have grown up never knowing peace or safety. And people suffering in natural disasters like Haiti, earthquake and then cyclones and now an outbreak of disease, of cholera, struggling in all that. People suffering all over the world from poverty and injustice, racism and prejudice, lack of opportunity or education, even basic lack of food, or the environment, the animals that are affected by the changes in the environment, global warming, the polar bears. Just taking one situation that you connect with you know something about, seeing if you can open to it, open to the suffering, and notice the heart's response. Notice the movement of the mind. Can you just stay present, feeling with, but not being overwhelmed or pushing it away? Not getting angry, it shouldn't be this way, shouldn't have to be like this. This is just allowing yourself to feel and feel with. And notice what pulls you out of balance into grief or fear or fixing. What allows you to just stay present to care and respond with tenderness, acceptance, equanimity.
last few minutes of the meditation, letting go of these reflections, this deliberate turning to the suffering in the world, coming back to here and now in your body. What is it you do to bring relaxation, softness, acceptance, ease? How do you come back into balance? Not pushing away the feelings, but just holding them in a bigger space. Using the breath, the body, your mindfulness to bring this soft acceptance into the present moment.
So even though this expression of compassion is such a beautiful, bittersweet, tender kind of feeling, it's a challenging practice. It's challenging to open to the suffering, ours, our loved ones, the world, and really hold this with some, some tenderness. It's not something we have to push through, um, make different. Just allow whatever was there to be there. I hope it didn't bring too much suffering up for you. I'll just take a moment, any comments on, on how that was, and especially how you noticed the movements of mind towards and away, the compassion. Could, could you do that? Yes. Anyone willing to share about where at the back? Where at the back? I kept concentrating on a person whom I care about, but she is uh, hurtful to me. Mm. And uh, I feel that if I could open my heart and be compassionate to her, I'm making myself very vulnerable. So I really don't know what to do. Hmm. Well, this is an interesting question, and I think in compassion we learn that it doesn't mean just falling, exposing ourselves in a way that feels, as you say, hurtful or harmful. We need to find what our balance is in our experience and our expression of compassion. But I think, it, again, I don't know your situation, but it is possible to feel compassionate and have very clear boundaries with people, with situations. And that's one of the things that the equanimity can bring in. True compassion doesn't mean that we just expose ourselves to things that are overwhelming to us, that we can't really have a, a, um, a contribution to that makes the situation better. So it's a whole practice for you of what is it like to be compassionate but really have clear boundaries on her behavior and her, her uh, relationship to you. And sometimes compassion, it isn't wimpy. Sometimes it's, it's quite fierce, fierce compassion, where it says, you know, I care for you, and this is not okay. So again, you could explore that with, uh, you know, not just the few words I'm saying, but with your other friends and get some support in how to do that with this person. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You, you choose, God, as well. For me, um, much of the retreat has been uh, smaller, focused, and concentrated. And uh, this practice, uh, this last full day, has been uh, a softening an opening and a sharing uh, uh, component that uh, opened up 
sort of maybe more of a caring about uh, <clears throat> things other than just myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, really good for me. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Uh, yeah. And it's a natural progression, too, often in our mindfulness practice, our, even you know, all our reflections, that it can feel kind of self centered, even as we're looking at emptying the self. And to include this aspect is an important component. Maybe just one more. And someone who hasn't spoken before into the microphone? Jim? Thank you. Um, When I... uh, When I went... um, from the compassion to the person that I was feeling compassion for and then moved into compassion for myself, um, I noticed that uh, it was the same quality of compassion that, that I sensed that, that I could give to the other person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was the same quality that I would give to myself. Mm-hmm. So that... that that giving this compassion or feeling this compassion <clears throat> was no different. Mm. Um, that feeling it for this person actually felt like also giving it to myself. Yeah, and that's part of beautiful. Thank you. That's part of when we bring the emptiness component in. Not different, you know. Just really see it's just compassion. Not, not different. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that was helpful. We'll continue exploring this. Let's take a short break. We'll be back here about 9.30 and begin the session. I didn't announce. We need a practice leader for the 2.15. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.